Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for our guest moderator this evening, Ellie Fishman, the culture editor of Chicago Magazine. Hi, you guys. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for the warm welcome. But I know everyone is really here to see Jason Hall, the co-founder of Slow Roll. So let's bring him out and get this going. What's going on, everybody? I can see a lot of people like me already sitting in the back of the class. That's where I always go. That's cool. Jason, why don't we just start at the beginning? Can you tell us how you started Slow Roll and a little bit about yourself, too, and what led you to the project? Sure, 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 sure. Um, wow, it's a funny story. We started Slow Roll, like, really unintentionally. Like, all this that it's become, it never had that intent. Okay, we started Slow Roll because, honestly, I'd just gotten laid off from my job, and my best friend, was, his hours were getting cut also. So we were doing a lot of bike riding at the time, and so we were trying to figure out ways to supplement our income, and so we decided to make T-shirts. Okay, so we were like, hey, it's easy to do. We knew a friend who had a print press. You know, we were like, let's just make some tees and try to make a couple extra bucks. Well, no one bought any of our shirts ever. And so we didn't sell any t-shirts, but then we said, well, how can we, how can we sell t-shirts? We were like, can we, maybe we can invent our own crowd. Instead of like trying to sell t-shirts to the masses, let's make our own group of people that will want to buy the t-shirts. So we said, let's start a ride. Like, and, and, and really, you know, we had, there were other rides going on around town, but we kind of didn't, we didn't mesh with them. So we decided to start a slow ride and we decided to call it Slow Roll, so everybody was welcome. You know, we didn't want to call it some fancy name. We wanted it to be straight to the point. You know what you're coming for. You're rolling slow, okay? If you're down with that concept, you're down with us. So we started Slow Roll, and really, we started it really for three people. Myself, my partner, and our other friend, and that was like our, our, our bike club. We were like, we're gonna have a bike club. And so we start, that's, that's really what started Slow Roll, is the need for something different, you know, that already existed. And then, you know, like I said, we started out with three, and then we got to maybe 10 in the first year. So can you talk to us a little bit about what you might see on a slow roll ride going through Detroit? Uh, most definitely. You know, our, when we started it, there was no direction. You know, we, we weren't like, hey, this is what we're doing. But as we started to get more people that started to show up, we felt like we needed to take responsibility for what we had made. And so at the same time, I'm a lifelong Detroiter, so I'm always looking for a way to talk about Detroit or show Detroit off in a positive light. And so it just dawned on us, we're like, okay, so we're riding these bikes, why would we not maybe go to a neighborhood that's historic? You know, like a lot of what's going on in the city, a lot of people are leaving. So we wanted to show people that there were viable neighborhoods that you could live in. So on a slow roll, that's what you know, we're all about, is showing Detroit off in the completely opposite light of what the national media makes us out to be. So we take people through every neighborhood, and so you're gonna see 
rundown houses, you're going to see nice houses, you're going to see abandoned buildings, you're going to see occupied buildings. But that's our goal is to show the beauty of all that is Detroit, not just the cool, you know, the lions and the tigers and our new stadiums. I mean, the culture and the people of Detroit are such a special thing that you really have to get out of your car. And we felt like connecting people to the community and, and their surroundings was the most important thing. So that's what you're gonna see. You're gonna see all of Detroit. You're gonna see every, every, the good and the bad. We were riding our bikes the other day and we saw you know, a bunch of dudes shooting craps. That's the type of thing you're gonna see sometimes in the city. But then you go two doors down and there's an urban garden. So you're gonna see it all. So you talked about the people of Detroit a lot. How have they received slow roll over the last four years? The, the, the people are really what made the ride. You know, um, when we started it, it was like our friends. And we always look back and we say, you know, the first couple of weeks there was 10 of us and we knew everybody. But then like two weeks later there was 40 and we didn't know 30 of those people, you know? And that's like, this thing is, it is Detroit. That's what I, you know, when people ask me about slow roll, I'm like, you have to come out and you have to see because we have everybody, you know, black, white, senior citizens. We have kids in big wheels that literally come out. So we, you know, that's what pushed this forward is the people and the heart of Detroit because that's the true essence of what people don't get. You know, I'm from an era of Detroit where I always say I had 10 aunts and uncles on my block because I knew everybody on my block and we all looked out for each other and we all took care of each other. That's where I want, I want Detroit to return to that. Um, so as you've been doing slow roll, you've met thousands of people at this point and when we were talking just a little bit earlier tonight, you were telling me about some of the stories that you've learned about people who have come on your ride, some really, really amazing stories. Can you, can you talk about a couple of those people? For sure. Um, you know, when you, when you get something like this, people are, are really emotional about it. They're really connected. Um, so I've got to know a lot of these people, not just, I mean, I know them. So, you know, it almost makes me want to cry sometimes, but like I have a friend named Carlos, he, he's on dialysis. He's in his 60s and he actually does dialysis every Monday. And then he comes to slow roll because that's what keeps his blood flowing. I got a thousand of those stories. You know, I got a, an email today from a lady who saw the commercial. She hasn't lived in Detroit in over 30 years, and she said the commercial brought her to tears. That's what I deal with on a daily basis. It's not just riding bikes. It's affecting and changing lives. So it's pretty, pretty tough. You were saying um, on Monday, 4,000 people showed up to your ride. What's it like to stand in front of a group so massive? I mean, when you, you said... You only ever expected for this to be for three friends or a hundred people at best. You know, now, honestly, it sounds crazy. I'm kind of used to it because we've been building to 4,000. I mean, we've been at two, three, and, and really the difference between three and four to me is like nothing, you know? It sounds crazy, but, you know, <laughs> that's 4,000 people on a Monday night. I mean, that's, it's always breathtaking. You know, I take... I take a GoPro video every week now, and it usually takes about 20 to 25 minutes just to get the whole line. And when you're seeing that, like, in the city, where you wouldn't, you know, you don't, it's Detroit. You wouldn't think that would be happening. It's, 
it makes me speechless. Like I said, every week when I, like 4,000 people of all, from everywhere, I meet people from, people all the time are like, hey, I'm from London, that I just flew in just to ride slow roll. I'm, I'm, I, we're huge in Sweden, we're huge in Sweden. We have, you know, I've had people literally like call me from Sweden, rent a bike from me, come down, bring their family from Sweden and ride it. I mean, how, how could you, I mean, how could anybody take something like that? It's, it's mind blowing. So, men, talk, jumping off of Sweden, I know Slow Roll has been expanding to different cities. Have you experienced any resistance to it as you brought it to cities, or what have the reactions of these communities been like? You know, we know, we, first of all, no. We've got no negative response at all, even from the city. The city of Detroit, you know, we don't have a lot of police, we don't have a lot of infrastructure, so when you throw 4,000 people in the street, you would expect them to react in a negative way. But they understand that what we're doing is, is an amazing thing for the city. Not only do we bring people down here to ride their bikes, but now what we do is we pick a different restaurant or bar that needs our help to start or finish at. So when everybody comes, you know, 4,000 people meet, that bar is gonna make their money for the month in a night. And I've heard this, I've seen the numbers. So that's like the more, like as important as it is to just be riding bikes and, and changing our environment, we're financially affecting a place that needs that. 90% of the restaurants and bars we do aren't even open on Monday because they can't make money on Mondays until slow roll comes to town. And so it's, that's what, like I said, hits you, it's crazy like how much we're affecting across the board. So no, we don't get any negative. You know, every now and then I say, there's a cop who doesn't get, I'm sorry, a police officer who doesn't get the memo. And so like, we'll all pull up and he'll jump out of his car. And then I'll be like, hey, here. And I'll give him the card of the judge that's 10 feet behind me that rides slow roll every week. And I'll say, hey, call him. He'll make it okay. Don't worry about it. But other than that, they actually now will block traffic for us, which we try not to do. We try to not do that. We try to keep the car driver happy. But like, they'll pull up right in the middle of a major intersection, flick the lights, and just let us go. So no, we haven't had any. We've had nothing but positive response because we're not just... We're, we're a focused group, and what we're bringing to the table is, you know, we have a, what is called our code of conduct, where there are 11, we don't like to call them rules, but there are things that need to happen, like don't litter, don't disrespect your neighbor, talk to everybody. I mean, you would think they'd be kind of common sense, but, you know, sometimes you'll need it. So that's, I mean, it's crazy. Those people bought into all that. I don't know, man, this thing is crazy. <laughs> <clears throat> So I know technology plays a big role in slow roll. <laughs> Can you talk about how that's influenced the infrastructure and the growth and how you use it on a weekly basis? Uh, man, uh, I don't, not, not a weekly basis. I use my, like, it changed our whole thing, okay? You know, we were this word of mouth ride, you know, like, and that's how the word got around was like each person talking to each other. The minute I like learned how to make a flyer, like, it, that, it seems so simple, but like, as soon as I was like, wait a minute, we can make a flyer, and I can post that to like, the web, then it took off. Technology really, and since then, 
we've learned so much through the technology that that's what keeps pushing us forward as well. It's not just the flyers, it's the full like integration of everything that we do. We're like, we're junkies for this. I fall asleep and hit myself in the face with this every night because I'm usually working on something. So it's really a part of what we do. We make all of our flyers, um, gosh, everything. Like I, I'm really trying to think about what I don't do, you know, but it's really technology and, and what exists now not only has it let us have more people, but it's actually made me a business person. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know anything about business until we started doing this and everything, we've just evolved with it and with the growth of the company and without this, we wouldn't be doing, we probably still have 200 people on the ride. Nah, we'd have a thousand by now. But maybe not four. No, not, not, definitely not four. Definitely not four. We, my, my flyers that I was printing probably wouldn't hit Sweden or China, just saying. Right, so um, what do you hope Slow Roll will look like in 10 years? That's 10 years, uh, that's, well, just on the most basic premise, I want it in every city in the, in the world, every country in the world. That's definitely you know, the 10 year plan, but it's also to be a part of our local infrastructure. You know, now that we're doing this, we want to affect, once again, the landscape and the change. So we would love to like, see Detroit have a, more of a bike connection, like maybe hire me as a bike consultant, you know what I mean? Like, but that's where we're going. Like, we, we would never stop and say, okay, well, we've got this bike ride and we're selling some t-shirts and it's cool. Like, we're constantly thinking, we're like, our five-year plan, we finished in three. To, we also do, not only do we do the biggest bike ride, in, we're the largest weekly bike ride in Michigan, we're third in the country. We also do what's called North American Bicycle Week, which is the largest four-day consumer bike festival in, in the country next to Interbike. And so we do that over four days. We also do what's called Detroit Bike City, which is an expo that's one day. So all these things are part of the bigger picture of, of the growth of the city. Like, you know, we're at, at a convention center that's changing. So we're definitely there for 10 years. I would love to see 10,000 bikes in, not every Monday, not every Monday, don't. But like once a year, I would love to do one big 10,000 person thing to really bring everybody out. And that's where we're working towards. It's like in 10 years. We wanna be America's bike city. We, we, that's what the goal is, to bypass everybody. Are there any other models of programs that you're looking at around the country that you find really inspirational or you know, have accomplished something similar that you, you want people to know about? Man, you know, we, we deal with like every week we work with a different charity or a different group and there's just so many to name. You know, um, there's a group out of Detroit that's called Focus Hope. Focus Hope's been around since the 60s. What they do is they help feed families and they've actually gone into the helping to educate people. If you don't have the money to go to school, you can go to Focus Hope. That's a huge project of mine because my family got food from them in the 70s. So now it's like my turn. So Focus Hope was like a, a big, big thing for me. So look up Focus Hope, check it out. I mean, there's other bike stuff going on. I mean, we're not, the, we're not reinventing the wheel. Chicago's got a bike scene, you know? And I admire it, you know, they, I look at Chicago and I look at New York and Los Angeles and they are also what, are, what inspired us to do what we do. So just look at any of the bike infrastructure stuff. People for Bikes, uh, Bikes for Books is another you know, great group that I, we're behind. There's a, 
these two guys, they ride across the country, and all they do is pledge miles for books and money. And so we actually rode, when they were coming to Chicago from Michigan, we rode halfway with them. So we're really about bikes for books. Um, like I said, you just go to our page, I mean, because we really link up with everybody, because that's what we wanted to do, too. We, we, we've, we figured out our, what our formula was going to be is, A, never care about money. Like, right off rip, we were like, all right, we're just going to go down as being broke. That's cool, okay? So we're like, n never care about money, and B, always give back. Like, if you always are giving, it's going to come back. And clearly, me being on this stage right now has proven that. And we still don't, it sounds crazy, we still don't care about money. We still, we care about the people and the change in the world. So I think we're gonna have a, a demo of your program. And okay, okay. What, one of the cooler ones is, and I love to tell this story. Um, this year, a friend of mine's mom called me and um, she was like, yeah, Jason's doing all this stuff in the community, he should talk to your daughter's middle school. And so she called me and she's like, will you come to talk to my kids at my, you know, my kid's school about community building and bike safety and all this stuff? And so I went in and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did it and the kids apparently loved it because they went home and told their parents. Parents called the school, the principal called me and he's like, hey, can you come back in and talk in front of the entire school and myself because I want to see what you, you do. Well, I didn't have, when I did the first speech, I didn't have anything visual with me. So when I got done with my first uh, presentation, this girl comes up to me and she's like, do you know what Prezi is? And I'm like, nope, I'm thinking it's a board game. She's like, no, it's a really cool app that helps you put presentations together. And I'm like, how old are you? <laughs> okay, she's in middle school. I think she said she was eight or nine. Well, this is what she actually helped me put together, okay? And actually, after I did the second two, the entire school district hired me to speak to all the schools in the district about bike safety and slow roll. And so this is kind of a demo of my journey on two wheels, which the nine-year-old helped me put together, and how easy it is to like make it work. You know, like it's that simple. I probably built this in all of 10 minutes, and it's a much deeper program if you want to get into it, but this is the perfect thing when you're dealing with kids, because then I can always put a new one together. You give me 20 minutes, I can put an entire new thing together, and you can input all kinds of stuff. So you can throw photos in, it pulls up video, and once again, I learned this from a kid. So that's like, that, that one right there is one of the more impressive apps that I was taught to use. Um, another one that I use a lot, um, like I said, I was talking about our flyers and how we do that stuff. Well, this is a little example of one of our flyers, okay? Now, I did this upstairs in all of three, and I could, if you guys want to hang out afterward, I could show you how to make this in two minutes. I mean, actually, here, let me give you two seconds, hold on. just because I do want to show off some embarrassing pictures, actually. So it's just that easy. You can pull up a template, go to your photos, scroll through. Once again, nothing hopefully too embarrassing. That one's going to be cool. Blow it out. Change your stuff. And like that's just that fast, and that's just like the most basic of, of things. But you can, once again, get really in-depth 
with what you want to do in a short amount of time. And that's, you know, we don't like to waste too much time on that on the creative end because it's just a flyer. So it's awesome when I can just call my partner literally from the plane and be like, oh, I forgot to make tonight's flyer. And he's like, I'm done. Okay. So, and then another really awesome one, this one really changed our lives as well. It's called Penultimate. It's got kind of a, you have to excuse my chicken scratch, but the cool thing about this is we do our routes every week. So what we do is we go, we pick our route out, then we all go out and ride it. We have a 30 person team that we go out and ride it. We make sure we ride it in the day, we ride it at night so the lights are working, we make sure the streets are safe. Well, what's cool about this, and this once again was a game changer. What I do now is when I make the route, I'll literally go drive and I'll take this with me and if I see a pothole, I'll take a picture of it. Then I'll take a picture of the intersection and then I'll draw a map and then I'll email it to the person who that's their part of the route. So they know when we do our thing, what to look out for. So what we used to do is we used to go out and we'd run into holes and we'd be like, oh, pothole. Well, now we can actually print out. So every one of our, we call them corkers, has a list of every street they need to be on and it has a picture of every hole, every construction, every detour. And that's amazing when you can do that kind of stuff because before we always had to meet. It was always like, let's meet and talk and look at this. But now I can just boom, 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 shoot it off. So that's just a few examples of like the ease of really what this thing is and how it can integrate and make your business or your life better, you know? Because like I said, without this thing, I don't even know. So I, I get a lot of honor out of holding this in my hand because of what it's done and, and this connection to all this. So, so thank you for that. Man, I want to do all that. <laughs> just I'm very play, impressed. Just play around. Just play around. Like I said, I, I, I go to the app store all the time. I'm the dude who will uh, upload an app just to play with it. If I don't like it, I get rid of it. You know, it's, why wouldn't you? So, yeah. So cool. Well, I'm sure you guys have some questions. How's it going? My name is Eddie. Um, I was just curious to know how you got this connection with Apple. And uh, that's like kind of awesome <laughs> to have this uh, website and everything. Everybody, everybody always asks me that story, and this is the funniest story. I don't know, okay? <laughs> Last year, I was working on our show, so it was crazy busy in March, and I get this phone call. And of course, they're not like, hey, this is Apple. They were like, hey, this is Stephanie or something like that. And I'm like, hello? And she's like, hey, I heard about Slow Roll. Can you tell me about it? And I was so in show mode that the conversation literally went, okay, this is Slow Roll. We do this, we get 1,000 people out. Yeah, it's cool, great. All right, talk to you later. And then like, got off the phone. Well, then the next day she called back and she's like, hey, would you mind telling that story to my boss? So I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Same conversation. This is slow roll, blah, 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 sweet. Kind of, yeah, come out, great. Hang up the phone. The next day they call me and they say, hey, is it cool if we call you back with a six person conference call? <laughs> that was when the conversation changed on my end. It slowed down a little bit. It definitely went from, oh yeah, we do slow roll, yeah. That's great. But I still didn't know who it was until I got what I got. And then all of a sudden you look at this and you're like, but then the, the double-edged sword of all this is you can't tell anybody. So from that moment on, it was like my personal hell because I wanted to call everybody and be like, man, Apple just called. But like literally for the next two days, I was walking around like, hey everybody, like in a good mood. Everybody's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, nothing, man. Drinks on me. Let's hang out, dude. It's good. So finally, when I got to tell them, they were just like blown away. But to this day, I have never, I, look, I don't, I'm not going to ask. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going to be like, how'd you guys find out? They found out, hey, man, I'm here. I don't care, you know, who you heard about it from, whatever, so. My name's Eric. Um, as someone who's participated in multiple slow rolls, I've been living in Detroit for the past two years. Um, first, I'd like to say thank you so much for allowing us to thank see the city in a different way. But when did the momentum sort of shift from, you know, just a few friends coming out and people that you knew to really starting to build this, like, word of mouth thing? Because I had no idea until my friends were like, oh, you should come out to this, like, Monday night thing. I was like, all right, we'll see. I borrowed one of my friend's bikes, and it had been going weeks and weeks on end, so. Um, man, I think that it's crazy. The first time I knew that we were breaking through is we have a friend who's from Traverse City, Michigan, which is like four hours away from, Michi uh, from Detroit. It's like, you know, five hours away. And it's just like little town, you know, really quiet. I, I looked up and this lady, she's like 60, shows up on slow roll and she's wearing one of our t-shirts. And I'm like, how'd you get that? She's like, I love this. I show it off to everybody in Traverse City. She's like, I love slow roll. I'm like, okay, I think we're breaking through. Because before then, it was like our friends, you know what I mean? The only person wearing a slow roll shirt I knew, all of a sudden it's like, well, first of all, we were like, we actually sold something online? <laughs> yeah. I think that's when we first started to, and then I'll be honest, when senior citizens started to show up and people outside, outside of my regular friendship pool started to show up, that's when I was like, we're doing something crazy. And now it's crazy because I hang out with all those people. Like, I, one of my best friends is like a real estate mogul, like from this place called Gross Point, which is like this rich part right by Detroit, right? You would never in life, when we go out, people look at us like he's my parole officer. You know, they're like, how are you guys hanging out? But the, he's my friend, and that's what this has done, you know? So I think those were the, the, the points where uh, we started to notice it. And then last year, I got asked to speak at TEDx. And so when I got asked to speak at TEDx, um, that was, I, I didn't even really know what TEDx was, to be honest. They called me, they're like, hey, you wanna speak at TEDx? I'm like, sure. I called Mike, I'm like, some dude just asked me to speak at TEDx. He's like, TEDx? You don't know about TEDx? I'm like, okay, that's TEDx. So when I spoke in front of two or 3,000 people there, um, and then I brought home a stack of cards like that, that was also, you know, in the news media, all that stuff, so. But yeah, that was it. Hi, Jason. Sorry. Uh, my name is Mike. I'm from Toronto. 25 years ago, I was going to school in Windsor, just across the river. And on a number of occasions, I would drive across to Detroit. And I would drive down entire streets that seemed abandoned with broken and boarded windows. And I was quite intimidated. What has living in Detroit been like the last 25 years? And how do you feel it'll be different in the decades ahead? Wow, the last 25 years, what's it been like? Well, I was a kid 25 years ago. How's it? But no, no, seriously, I've seen this thing go like this. You know, Detroit is, is one of those things, it's, it's a roller coaster. So I've seen its good sides and I've seen its bad sides. Um, now we are in a major renaissance, you know. Finally, this like veil was lifted off of like the ability to get buildings and, and rent things. So now you see all this growth people like my age, you know, used to in the old days in Detroit, you had to have money and have connections to do all this stuff. Now you just have to have a great idea and be an entrepreneur. So Detroit has, you know, I, I always, that's really what motivates us with slow roll is because it's always changing. Like literally every week you go by a different place and it's changing. So Detroit is, don't 
I'm not saying that it's not like any other major city. I'm just saying don't believe the hype. Come there and see like the real hard work and grit of people that have stayed through all that. And that's the underbelly of what's making Detroit come back even now, you know. And plus, we got some pretty good sports teams, and now, you know, Dan Gilbert's in town buying it up. So, you know, it, I'm not that dude. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the guy. He's turned our city into something that's, people would have never ridden bikes. I mean, and now we have bike racks and all kinds of stuff. So Detroit is, is definitely changing. It's still small town. I think it's going to get smaller before it changes. You know, um, it sounds weird. We do. Ha we just have to shrink. But Detroit is is amazing, man. You know, come ride with us. I love Toronto. You're only four hours away. Come, and we we hang out in Windsor all the time. We actually are partnered up with Windsor Eats over there, um, starting a campaign called We Are Local. And the thing is, is we're right across the bridge from Canada. And once again, this is how slow roll can af is affecting things. We heard from the University of Windsor, and they're like, hey, we want to partner up with you guys. Then we heard about heard from Windsor Transit. And so we decided to make this once again, because people don't understand it's only a five minute drive, unless you deal with the tunnel or whatever, it could maybe be 20, but it's right across the street. So now we have the ability to like take people to Windsor. So we're touching Windsor. Windsor's about to start their own slow roll in a couple weeks. So that's a pretty amazing thing that now we're talking about bike racks on the front of the buses because at, for a while you couldn't even take a bus to, to Windsor. So now we're in, the little guys from Detroit are in on that conversation about what's happening in your country. So it's kind of cool, man. Detroit's doing some great stuff. Come hang out with us. Hi, Jason. My name is Jose. Uh, I work for a cycling nonprofit here in the city of Chicago. And the question I have has to do around critical mass. And so I'm assuming a lot when I ask this question, but how often do you have to volley comparisons to critical mass? And if so, what are the conversations around that? We used to, we used to get, com, uh, you know, get compared to critical mass a lot um, at the beginning, just because in its inception it was just a ride, another ride. Um, but that has really fallen away because we don't, like our 4,000 riders, they don't ride critical mass. Our critical mass, it's not cool. You know, it used to ha you know, it's got the message, but now people just show up and they litter and they don't really care. And that's actually why we started Slow Roll was in reaction to them, people coming. I, I was so offended when I would see all these people drive their cars to a critical mass. You know, you're coming to a bike ride that's supposed to be an anti-car thing, but you just drove your SUV from the suburbs to Detroit, got off, took a six pack, slammed the bottles down on the ground, then you got on your bike and you yelled at people on their porches. You know, so we, we really have worked hard to separate ourselves from that. And so we don't really get that anymore. Like I said at the beginning, and of course you, you live in a small town and you know, critical mass felt threatened. You know, like anybody else who's trying to have a big thing and then all of a sudden everybody's doing something else. So I haven't ridden critical mass in quite a while just because of, we need, it sounds crazy, but we need organization. And our riders appreciate the organization. They appreciate the fact that we're having you stay to the right. And we also don't leave anybody behind. So if you like get a flat, we have a SAG team that rides, we, changes, we don't leave, change tires, chains, we have a SAG vehicle. So we really are opposite of all of that. So critical mass is still great, in, I'm sure, in its essence and what it does, but we're just a little bit different. A lot bit different, actually. Um, slow roll would be, oh, my name's Talis. Uh, um, and slow roll would be something that I'd be really interested in doing, um, but 
I live here in Chicago. So when do you anticipate, um, if it does, Slow Roll expanding to Chicago? We already have done the deal. It should be launching in the next couple of weeks. It's just a question of me getting to where I need to go. But you know, we did DC, they launched theirs on Monday. So you guys are two weeks behind. We just don't like to come to towns and, you know, we're not coming here being like, hey man, we know how to do, you guys have a scene. So we wanna come here and integrate, you know, like it's cool that we're starting a slow roll chapter, but it doesn't have to be like exactly like us. It can be Chicago's thing. And that's what's cool is we've really, we work hard to like, to make that thing clear. You know, like we want you to do your own thing, even though it's still slow roll, you still have the code of conduct, but it's still Chicago. You know, that's your town. But yeah, you guys, two weeks, a couple of Chicago, Chicagoans, is that how you say, Chicagoans? Couple of guys, really cool dudes, are starting it. So, a couple weeks. Hey, Jason. My name's Katie. Um, I just had a question. I'm sure you've learned a lot on this four-year journey. And I mean, what do you hold as like the biggest lesson you've learned through Slow Roll? That's another one of those. What's the biggest lesson that I, I mean? There's been so many because every day's a new lesson. Because once again, we didn't start this like. I didn't finish college. Let me ruin the, the it for you. I, di I didn't finish college, neither did my partner. So we don't have these like business degrees and we don't, so I, I can't say one thing. I mean, every day is a new step and it's, all, it's usually a pretty big one. So man, the, what's, I guess just do it. It's not to sound corny, but that's the biggest business lesson that I've learned is anything you wanna do, do it especially in this day and age now with the internet and, and, the me and the way social media works. You can make cupcakes for a living. You can make anything you want to do. I mean, just do it. That's, what I, that's the biggest business lesson I've learned. Any like, preconceived notions that you might have about starting a business, don't. And it's always, I guess the other lesson would be it's always better to ask forgiveness than permission. And that's a true story. Like, if, I guarantee you if we'd have called Detroit four years ago and said, hey, we want to start this bike ride, and hopefully it'll be a thousand people. First of all, they would have charged us out the frame, you know what I mean? So now that we just did it, now it's on them to react, you know? So anything you wanna do, as long as it's not you know, robbing somebody, do it, just do it. Just throw it out there. That's what we always say, let's throw it against the wall, see if it sticks. Before we wrap things up today, um, let's watch the video that started it all. Like I said, every time I look at that, I think of everything that went into it, and it, it means so much to me because 
Like Apple didn't come to me and say, all right, we got this idea for a commercial. This is what we're going to do. And you're going to do this. And we're going to shoot this. They said, what do you wear? Who do you hang out with? What do you do? What is legitimately important to you in the city? So every scene in that is really like the coffee house I hang out at. So it also meant a lot to me to be able to bring that to my friends. Like when it said Jesse was cooking dinner, that's my chef friend who actually made dinner for us that night and he got to be in an Apple commercial. And then like when we did other stuff, those are legitimate people who are in an Apple commercial now that my friends, like their names, when it says John Hughes, your helmets has, have arrived, man, that dude's loving it right now. John's like, my name is famous, man. <laughs> But at the same time, if you look at the commercial, it's funny, and then I'll let you guys go. If you look at the names, they're all my real friends' names, but we always joke because the names are like, my partner's name is Mike McCool, and then I have another friend named Bobby Brown Jr., and then I have another friend named Henry Ford II. <laughs> and so if you look through all the names, people are like, you made up every one of those. I'm like, no, dude, I know Henry Ford II. I know them all, so that was that, that's awesome. Thank you. If you guys have, I mean, like I said, I'm going to hang out. I, lo I love hanging out and talking. So I'll be here. We can hang out. We'll talk values. We'll talk about that jacket you got on, too, man. That's awesome. In case if you guys want to watch that video over and over, because I know I've seen it a million times, don't forget to check out apple.com forward slash Jason. Um, you can see all that information there. And of course, we have a page full of Jason's apps as well. So if you didn't take notes today, don't worry. You've got an opportunity here, appstore.com forward slash Jason Hall to see the brilliant things that he works with every day in his technology. Um, and with that, we want to thank you very much for joining us this evening. Stay safe, stay dry. This is for my partner, man. You know, he, every time we ride, we always end our ride with a slow roll. Like he, get, we have a big mic. So for him, because he doesn't get to come to these, I like to do it for him. So I'm going to give you guys, I'm going to give you guys a slow roll, and I need you guys to give it back to me with the same energy, all right? So here we go. One, two, three. Slow roll. Slow roll. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome.